Hey everybody, welcome back to Vows and Visuals. We're on episode five today. Today we're gonna jump a little bit into like talking about why you shouldn't book like budget videographers, photographers, or even DJs. Yep, no, for sure. Um, how was your wedding weekend, Landon? It was great. Um, it was an awesome wedding um, and I'll get into it a little bit here in a little bit about why you shouldn't book like budget DJs and stuff yeah. because this DJ this weekend as nice as they were by the end of the night, the beginning of the morning, in the nicest way possible, they were a-holes yep. um, <laughs> and kind of ruined the day a little bit in the morning and really kind of put a bad mood on the day, which really, really sucked. Um, sure. So it was other, other than that, though, it was a great wedding. It was beautiful. The lighting was beautiful through the whole day. Her makeup was absolutely beautiful. And they were just such a fun group of people, which was really, really cool. Nice. Um, how was your wedding this weekend? It was awesome. And, you know, just kind of piggybacking off what <clears throat> you said, like my wedding weekend can definitely relate to what you mean, but not with the DJ. It was, you know, kind of going into those budget, you know, photo video duo teams that you see on Facebook. But um, our wedding was in Anaconda and it was really fun. Um, kind of a cool vibe, a little bit different vibe um, than we're used to. So every every wedding that we're at is always like a learning experience so um yeah no it was super fun that's awesome i love that um awesome so let's roll that intro and we'll get into it let's do it All right, Landon. So tell me a little bit more about this DJ. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. Uh, I'm not going to say any names here right now, but it was, it was just terrible. So we start the morning off. It was a great, everything was going great throughout the day. We were dealing with rain. So they were kind of like, oh no, is it going to rain? Are we going to have to move it inside? Anything like that. But we go to kind of have the ceremony. Like I introduce myself, like I do every wedding as the videographer, but I did my combo package today. So I did photo and video, but go introduce like, Hey, my name's Landon, all this stuff and end up going to the DJ board and being like, Hey, can I plug in right before the ceremony? Like, can I just plug into your um, board or whatever? And they out of nowhere just had this like, kind of like a whole mentality of like, Oh, yeah. we don't let people <laughs> plug into it, into our stuff and use our equipment and stuff. And it's like, I was like, and I, I'm very calm and level headed and stuff, but I also treat people how they treat me throughout that wedding day. Um, at least vendor wise, the couple, I'm going to be perfect to them all day, but, um, but no, so it was, it was just, it was a really, really weird experience and to have them like that. And I think, I think they kind of realized it by the end of the day, cause they kind of just absolutely had like a crazy script throughout that. Um, but it was, it was just an interesting, like interesting experience to say that, but what would you say would be like, why, why we shouldn't actually, um, like hire these like budget vendors or vendors that you don't really know almost on a personal level no definitely and uh it's always like a risk that you run um when it comes to you know booking brands that are like not personal um you know like djs really impact how your day is ran you know and we've said this in the past episodes of like you know your photographer runs the day and like the dj runs the night um you know we've had weddings where like it's been kind of like a mom and pop you know group and like they're awesome but then you get into the groups where it's like oh we're sending this random dude that just started with us a week ago and he shows up in a wife beater like that's the that's the so kind of stuff this you guy can get. yeah absolutely yeah. and this guy literally shows up and i mean nothing against tattoos nothing like um nothing yeah like <laughs> he, he just shows up and he has these neck tattoos and he's wearing a backwards hat with like a wife beater on it's a gray wife beater not a white one like we were just talking about but it was just such a weird vibe. And yeah, he did put a button up by the ceremony and stuff, but it was just like one of those 
it was just really awkward. And like personally for me, see when we see DJs all the time, these DJs who are very professional, um, like Magic City Productions out of Billings or like um, Travis Kemp, yep. another great DJ. And they show up. They're so professional throughout that day. And that's the only reason I'm giving them this shout out is because they are so amazing to work with and they know their equipment so well. These people didn't. They were very like very like almost like club DJ ish, like yeah. hit play on the iPod, like we kind of talk about and stuff. Yeah. Um, so what would you recommend to a couple um, when they are booking that DJ to ask these DJs as questions if you have any? No, definitely. And like I think a really important thing, and we've said this before too, is like check your check people's reviews. Um, you know, make sure that like they're a legitimate business. They've been, you know, like in business a couple of years at least. Um, you know, you just want to cover like all of your bases because like we said, you know, DJs are so important. Photographers run your day. Like photography is not just like picking up a camera and taking pictures. Photography is like your eight different job positions in one. And when you pick somebody that like, you just don't know who's coming until the day of, like, it's just absolutely terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's like Carson and I, when we do our consultation call and, you know, do all that kind of stuff, we really want to like get to know these people on a personal level. And, you know, when you're like an intro to the industry, you kind of just send everything and you're like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll do that. You know, whatever. But now we're like getting to the point where we have so many bookings and so many like inquiries that, you know, we're not, or like, we're more cautious on what we book because if we like, you know, have someone reach out and they're a completely different vibe than us, like we're definitely not going to be the right fit. So we don't. Absolutely. And that's exactly how Amber was just talking about too. She's like, she had some couples cancel on her because she did shoot a same sex wedding because they believe differently. And it's honestly, it's better for everybody if that happens, if they end that, because their day is not going to be everything that they imagined basically. No, for sure. Yeah, and it's it just blows my mind that like people would do that. <laughs> right. Well, but, speaking of things people will do, let's talk about a company that decided to cancel all their weddings yep. on all their couples. Um, no, no, definitely. And and that's the funny thing about the wedding that we just shot was that these people booked um, a business called Tolman Media, and they're one of those deals that you would see them on Facebook running ads for photo video for two thousand dollars. Which, if it seems too good to be true don't do it. It's way too good to be true. <laughs> yep. And so they had booked them like a year and a half ago. Um, and then like three months in or so, um, they just like filed for bankruptcy and like, yeah, they're like, whatever. And the bride and the groom paid, um, with their debit card, they weren't able to get the money back. Um, they said it was like a blessing in disguise and like had a really good time with us. And they're like, everything happened for a reason. Like we're appreciative that, you know, you guys came in place of that, but like, it just makes me wonder where, you know, they had a year and some change to kind of replan. They were out the money, but they had time. It just makes you wonder of like, you know, the people that only had like three weeks or two days or, you know, because this isn't just like a Montana company. This was a company that was like 30 something. Yeah. 30 something plus states and, you know, had all of this stuff going and then just like files for bankruptcy, which in a sense, like it blows my mind too, that people can go bankrupt in this industry because (laughs) like Carson and I I don't even think that would even be like remotely possible like unless you take all these bookings and then just like don't have the gas money to get to the venue like what (laughs) no it's yeah no it's just it's disgusting what what they did to these couples is absolutely terrible and it what it really did to all these couples too is it put such a bad like name for photographers and videographers because it's it literally scared the entire industry like scared them straight in a yep. sense it, because it was just it was just 
I don't even know how to explain or to even like say this, but it was just so bad of a, it was just crazy to me that that even happened and that people even booked these people in the first place, I guess. Yeah, no. And like, like you said, you know, it just, it's terrifying. And it's, I feel like there's always been like this negative connotation, if that's the right word, I don't know. Um, You know, this like negative imprint on wedding vendors as a whole because of people in the past, like just not even showing up, which I don't even want to know what it would be like being you know like say Carson and I you know in a wedding or whatever like you know they our photographer just doesn't show up what do you do like have grandma with her iPhone and like yeah no it's (laughs) it well like we just said it it screwed so many couples over left and right because some of these people had weddings that coming weekend and they're like and then they read in the news that they went bankrupt and they're like so what's going to happen to our wedding yeah and they didn't even say anything so no it was just absolutely terrible All right. So as like a wedding vendor, you know, videographer, photographer, whatever, um, it's really easy to get suckered into um, by these companies, you know, because they're like, oh, we'll send you a thousand bucks to just come, you know, and film this wedding and then just send us the footage. And, you know, it's just crazy because you build like such a personal relationship with the couple on the day of that you feel terrible for him by the end of the night. You know, and we've done a couple weddings where, you know, like we've had a couple people like under our name work with them then that's just be or work with the bride and the groom um you know and it's tyler and marley tyler luderitz um you know and those are people that we like really trust they know how our business is ran and it's not a thing we like doing but we've had to do it in the past because the bride and the groom were like we've been searching forever we can't find anyone like do you know anyone i'm like yeah we'll like do it and whatever um but carson's got a story it was actually like one of our first weddings ever and and funny story how we met amber so i'll let carson kind of roll on that one and yeah yeah so last year in may um will was searching on facebook and came across this like ad on facebook for looking for a wedding videographer and it was from this gal who posted it and it was May, you know, of last year. And, um, we didn't have anything going on. And he was like, Hey, like, do you want to go do this this weekend? We're like, yeah, you know, why not make a couple hundred bucks and, you know, go to a wedding. I had never been to a wedding before. This is actually my first one. So I was, you know, super jacked, super excited. And, uh, and so we end up, you know, saying yes to this person, whatever. And we go out there and it, we that's how we met amber and that whole story with landon being at another wedding is a story for another time um, <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to go over that one we might throw that into the reddit stories today because it's great yeah, but yeah. yeah yeah it was an interesting time um but anyways we show up you know we start working with the couple they were super awesome um you know we start working with amber she was great and we found out later in the day that the couple found out that morning that we were showing up. Like they didn't know. Oh, and we booked this like the Tuesday before the Saturday that the wedding was happening. So, I mean, this company, like they, you know, were they didn't have anybody till the week, like less than a week before this wedding was oh. supposed to happen. Right. And so, yeah, the couple found out that morning or like the night before or something like that. And, you know, we worked the whole day. Obviously the content wasn't as good as our content now, but it was still great content for the money they paid. And, you know, we finished the wedding. They're super happy, whatever. A couple months go by and the bride ends up reaching out to us and she's like, Hey, um, I was just wondering when we were going to get our video back. We're talking like four to five months later. Right. And we were like, Oh, you know, we were told that we like can't edit. Like we are not allowed. We basically sent the footage out on a cheap little hard drive back to them emphasis on cheap it was like a ten dollar like 
500 gig hard drive <laughs> but like all the writing was in chinese yeah. oh no yeah. yeah yeah so not not the greatest but we were told that we couldn't edit right so we did not edit and we were like you know she goes oh it's like nearing the end of my contract of when this is supposed to be due so we were like okay well if they don't get back to you we will edit it for you because basically the contract is void at that point right and <laughs> So they end up giving her video back and she's like, I hate it, you know, and she sends, she's like, you know, I booked this company because I saw this video and that is why I booked them because I love this video. And I think that's a huge problem with like brides booking these vendors is like every time somebody works for them, it's usually a different person and they're usually not very experienced because it's somebody trying to like, you know, build, build a portfolio in the industry. And so she was left with this video that she hated and we were basically like, we still have all the footage. We'll edit it for you. So Will ended up making her a video that night um, and she loved it. And so we built a really good relationship with her. We still have a really good relationship with her. She ended up like tipping us like a couple hundred bucks, which she didn't have to do. It was really nice. But I think it just goes to like to show how um, like impactful this is for the bride, but also for vendors working like this because it made us look bad in a sense. And luckily we redeemed ourselves because the bride totally understood and she was a sweetheart. But, you know, as wedding videographers and photographers, I think it's super easy when you're starting out to want to go under a company like that. Because like I said, you're trying to build a portfolio. You're trying to get yourself out there, you know, have people recommend you. But I just, I don't think it's worth it to, Absolutely. to jeopardize your name like that. Well, yeah. and even for the fact, like I know when you start out, it's so enticing because they will pay you like semi-decent money, you know, especially when you're starting out, you're like a thousand bucks. This is amazing. Like, I can't believe I'm actually making a thousand bucks with my camera. But instead of that, reach out to other photographers and second shoot for other photographers, videographers, whatever you are in this wedding industry, do something else besides working for these companies. Like we're going to say, do not work for these companies. They are terrible. Yeah. There are, there's way better ways. There's, there are true companies who have associate shooters like we do yeah. who create beautiful work, but they're also actually vetted yeah. because I know, like you said, you worked for that company. I also worked for a company like that that was very cheap and reached out to me. I think I found them on Indeed, which was even crazier type, type deal, you know? <laughs> and you work for them and like, it was like one of the first things I ever did video-wise and it was not up to quality what I would have any like couple, any couple would pretty much be happy with at the time yeah, because I was so new and starting out with it. And I, I literally, like I said, we showed up at the day and shot the video and the couple is expecting something completely different. And then like I watched the video and their editors are also not that great. Yep. They're not great. So if, if you are a new photographer, a new videographer, reach out to professionals that you find their work super, super like good and valuable because you're going to learn way more than you are at these cheap weddings. Yeah. Cause those cheap, those cheap weddings, when you work for these companies like that, it's going to make you hate weddings because yeah. weddings are the most fun thing there is. I, I think at least. Yeah. That, no, 100%. That, that's the other thing is like, you know, when you work under somebody who's subcontracting you, you're being thrown into it. Like if I didn't like, say it was just me, that would have been my first wedding ever. I would not have any idea what to do. And they didn't ask our previous experience. I don't believe anyway. They didn't even ask for a portfolio. Yeah. 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 Did not do any like background checks, anything. So, you know, can you imagine like somebody starting out literally being thrown into like lead shoot yeah. uh, absolutely they, they wouldn't know what to do no exactly 100%. Like, <laughs> and the uh the other crazy thing too and i've heard this from multiple different places I, every facebook page i'm in there's always something to do with this um most of these people you know are depending on this money and 
the companies aren't paying them. You know, they're, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I've done five weddings for so-and-so and I haven't been paid. They won't answer my calls. They keep ghosting me. And then they're like, oh, well, I'll just send in little increments of like a hundred bucks or something. Like, no. You know, like when Tyler and Marley mm-hmm. subcontracted for us, you know, I made sure that he had his deposit and then he was paid, you know, as soon as possible after the wedding once I got the footage. And, you know, like when we did it, Tyler and Marley, like, you know, months in advance, they had almost a year in advance. They had all the bride's contact info. We did our checks with the bride and the groom, but also Tyler and Marley did theirs. And, you know, it was a really thorough um you know, experience and, you know, a good experience with the bride and the groom. Both of them love Tyler Marley. And is it something we're going to do in the future? No, but it was one of those things where like, we wanted to help out as much as possible and it definitely works. So. Absolutely. And while we're on this subject, I'm actually going to give us a little shout out. We're me and Will kind of as an announcement are going to start a subcontracting business that is everything that these other businesses are not and is with vetted videographers, photographers, all this stuff. And we're going to launch that in 2024. We're going to get that going for you couples because you want quality content like that. So we are going to give that to you guys and allow it. So if you are a photographer, a videographer that it is starting out and has work, but isn't booking the amount of weddings that you want to reach out to us so that we can get you in contact. And this is only going to be a Montana thing. It's not going to be this like across the country thing and build this crazy big business. It's just for Montana yeah. because there is not enough videographers here right now. Oh, hundred percent. You know, and that's the other thing with it too, is, uh, you know, a lot of people can't afford $7,000, $6,000 for <laughs> photo video. And, you know, it's possible to do it for cheaper. Like Carson and I, and I'm sure you landed, you know, we've raised our prices over the years just because like our time now we're understanding that it's so valuable with how many inquiries we're getting that, you know, we're, we don't want to like charge an arm and a leg for this service, but like we're spending all of this money, all of this time, like behind the scenes in our business. And most of like the bride and the grooms, the only thing that they really see is us on the wedding day, you know, and that's 20% of our job. Um, the rest of it, you know, is, you know, editing, console calls, answering leads, emails, you know, editing and more editing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I'm sure the same with you, you know, I started this filming thing like 10 years ago is just kind of a you know a hobby and then you know it took me a lot of really cool places and then you know threw me out right into the <laughs> wedding industry and you know it's always been a passion of mine and to be able to do it full time is just something that like you know I never expected you know absolutely and and, and like we said doing those companies we we're not trying to talk complete crap about them like yeah. it is a very cool business model cool business idea just the way that they ran these businesses was absolutely disgusting to the couples. Like what they did and how they have treated couples throughout that is absolutely just terrible. Um, And it has to go with money because I know that all of these companies, they're like, you know, in a sense, kind of not like us, but like us where they like get a taste of the industry and they're like, holy smokes, you know how much money we can make if we subcontract this? And that's not the reason that Landon and I are creating this. It's because we want to have the best experience for people that can't afford the top dollar stuff. And we want to allow these other opportunities for upcoming photographers and filmmakers yep. and all this stuff so that they have a really great stepping stone. But then they're also trained from two really great photographers, videographers between yeah. us. I mean, between yeah. the, like you, me and Carson, like we, I know we can build this beautiful empire in Montana, basically for that sure. will allow upcoming photographers and videographers to grow into businesses and what we've been able to create in such a short amount of time Yeah, with a lot less like aches and pains that we had to go through, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy. So, you know, I'll do a shout out to my buddy, Matt. 
So he came, um, Matt and I started filming dirt bikes like 10 years ago. And, you know, he's always been like a really good friend of mine. And this year I was like, you know what, like if you're sick at working, you know, you're eight to five, have a little bit of savings, come to Montana for like three or four months, work as a second shooter with us. And, you know, at the first of the year, I was like, oh man, like Matt needs a lot of help. And now I'm like very thoroughly impressed because I look at my stuff a year ago and I'm like, that is terrible. <laughs> I look at his stuff now and I'm like, he's just where I was like eight months ago, you know, and that's what we want to do for these people that are coming into this business is have them shadow us at, you know, our weddings so that they can see how we run the days and like, in a sense, have them with me for a day mm -hmm. and have them with Landon for a day. Understand how like both different parties work, you know, put them through a boot camp that like they learn all the settings and, you know, we're not just like looking for people with no camera experience, you know, when we, um, you know, scope out people that, you know, we want to put our name on. Um, we definitely want to do that with a fine tooth comb. So I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's just like, like we, like we just going to keep saying and stuff like we, we want people who aren't just like wanting to make money. We want people who actually care about the couples and have a vision for the day and are actually like excited because you and me still go to weddings and we're still stoked. Oh yeah. Like we're like, this is awesome. We get to see this new thing. We get to do this fun thing. And no, I mean, I've we... had so much fun this summer. Like a lot of the weddings we've done have been just a straight blast. Absolutely. And I mean, and... we still struggle with burnout and we're still like, okay, wedding season, we're getting to the end of it. Please yeah. be over. But we still enjoy it so much and are still so happy doing what we do. Mm -hmm. Quick side note about a uh, burnout. Um, go buy a new lens, and you'll like really want to use it. So <laughs> that's what I did today. I was getting a little burnt out. I'm not gonna lie, and then I just went and bought a lens, and now I'm jacked to film another wedding. So if that's ever shout the out case, to Will. If you yeah. get burnt out, just spend money. Yeah, that's been my mentality <laughs> my entire life. Don't follow my advice. Don't get me wrong. I just bought a new Mavic <laughs> Three Pro. So yeah, I, I see, mean, you're, <laughs> you spent more money than I did. <laughs> <laughs> we're so bad at being we're friends so bad <laughs> and then we encourage each other to yeah. do it and, oh yeah no yeah. you can see why they're friends now <laughs> yeah it, oh my god luckily yeah. we have good girlfriends that kind of keep us in line so absolutely yeah otherwise we would, be, <laughs> we would be like in a worse position shout out kendall you're here in um in honor yeah no yeah. like speaking of it like carson and i were going through our books and you know like obviously like weddings have or not weddings but like you know, a business has operating costs. We have like our office rent, insurance, you know, keeping our gear maintained, doing all that. Um, but me and Landon are both uh, extreme gearheads. And we went through our books. Me and Carson went through our books. And then I looked at my bank account and I'm like, what did I buy like a Venice two or like, <laughs> where, where is this money? Yeah. 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 I'm like, Ugh. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a blessing and a curse being able to do yeah. this full time. The more money you make, the more you spend. So be careful guys. Absolutely. <laughs> um. and kind of going off. I know we're like off track right now, but veering kind of back on track. And I know we talked about this a lot of like, um, the shadowing and stuff, but it is so, so nice to do. Like, I, I'm going to go back to that wedding with Amber. Like, obviously, I'm a photographer now, or mainly photographer, I should say. Um, but Amber was literally the first person that I, like, learned from. And it's just so funny how that all worked out because it connected you to us and stuff. But, like, Oh, my God. Yeah. She's. Yeah. I love her. And she's everywhere. I don't know how she does it. Yeah. She's, yeah. like. She's like the center of everything photography in Montana, yeah. it seems like. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I remember like never, you know, going to a wedding before and never seeing it from like the photographer's perspective. And then I saw how Amber ran a day and I was like, 
good to know. Like, yeah. and I like, because it is so stress-free yes, and that's what yes. we keep saying. <laughs> and I yeah. implement so many things from what she did, um, you know, into my weddings now, like how she poses and how she, you know, like runs a day and stuff like that. And so I just think that like, it would be so helpful for like people starting out to watch you guys, because like we were talking about with Matt, like he started, you know, this summer with not a whole lot of skills and he's ending it with like so much good knowledge that, you know, is far more valuable even in the three or four months that i've known him it has just absolutely changed like i saw one video and i was like i love you matt but it was like i was like yeah it's it's okay (laughs) yeah like i I mean i get it and then i saw one the other day and i I literally texted him i was like i was like holy shit i cannot believe that you did this actually and and it was it's amazing so no and like and that's our plan with this business too and you know like carson was saying about amber you know and how much she learned off of her you know we started out as just a video business. Elevate was strictly video 2024. Um, and late 2023 was like late 2023 was 2022, definitely, you mean? or yeah, 2022. Sorry. Um, <laughs> where, where does time go? Um, so, you know, late 2022 is like when we first had our photo video due, and luckily we, like we had some brides that were, you know, in a sense desperate and, and they're like, okay, let's just do it. And we look back on those and we're like, um, you know, okay, that's not the best that we could have done. And, you know, and Carson's just taken this, you know, leap into the industry. And, you know, with us being video only, she's got to work with a lot of awesome photographers, you know, Jacqueline M, Brogan, um, literally like some of the best, Amber, um, photographers in the state of Montana. You're glad you said that. She would have been pissed. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Amber. I love you. Um, You know, but she's been able to shadow like all of these awesome Montana videographers and photographers and, you know, all of this stuff. And she's implemented that into her business. And I would say, you know, another shout out to Amber is like, you know, it's a stress free day. That's our mentality with weddings is like we've worked with some photographers where it's like, you know, just go, 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 go. Always pulling the bride and the groom, always doing this, like whatever, you know, in a sense, like we're hired to go there to capture the wedding, not to like. And obviously we run the day and there are, is the stuff where you pose them and you have the family photos, but we try to keep that to like a minimum at as much as possible, just because, you know, it's your special day. We want you to enjoy it, but we don't want there to be stress. We want the stress to fall on us instead of you because well, number one, I work really good under stress because I was in the Navy. So, <laughs> um, so that works really good, but, uh, you know, and it just kind of helps our days flow really well. And like, we always leave weddings with like, as friends with the bride and the groom. Absolutely. So, and that's, yeah. and that's what my couple was saying this weekend too, is they were like, they're like, we're done with family photos. I was like, yeah, we're done. We got it out of the way. And then you ask them too. You're like, Hey, is there anything else that you want to get pictures of? Even though like in my head, I'm like, I know we got everything, but in case they want to redo something just cause they feel like they, we forgot it or something, but we get it done so quickly. Um, and one of the biggest things I'd recommend to photographers, videographers, anybody dealing with family, and I did learn this from Amber, so I'm going to keep giving her shout outs for this is starting really big, starting with like either depending on how big the families are and how close they are, but starting like I did this weekend with both sides of the family, one really big photo. And then you just start cutting away cousins, uncles, all that stuff and breaking it down until you get into the small groups of stuff. So then you don't have to like. I mean, then that way they can go to cocktail or enjoy it and not people are just hanging around, standing around. So that's one of the biggest things I can recommend is to do that. And like I said, we're just going to keep giving Amber shout outs because she's literally done so much for both of our businesses in a sense. Oh, for sure. Uh, Maybe it's just the Amber promoting podcast now, but 
Um, I need to start sending her like a monthly allowance or something for how much she's helped. Yeah, here's your stipend. Right? Stipend. That's that's the word. Yeah. Even though like we don't talk that much, it's like. Love her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love you, Amber. So, Will, tell me a little bit like what are the signs that you would look for to find a videographer that is not great and not going to make the couple happy, basically? Oh, my gosh. Um, So a big thing that we've seen is awesome killer reels you know, like the short 10 to 30 second reels and it's like traveling the Oregon coast and so like cool and, you know, cool vibes and all of this stuff. Um, and then you go to their portfolio and their videos like just don't represent it like at all. That's like one of the top things I would do because I've noticed that a lot of videographers put a lot more emphasis on their social media than they do their actual films that are delivered to their clients. Um, so that's, there's nothing wrong with putting a bunch of effort into your like reels and stuff to make your Instagram look really good. But if you put that much effort into your reels that your couple see all the time and then your like videos, your actual final films are very blah basically. And you can tell that they're just like either outsourced it in a sense or which there's nothing wrong with outsourcing, but say they had an editor that wasn't great and doesn't reflect what that reel basically does. Yeah. Then it's, it's terrible. Um, like one of my favorite, favorite videographers is out of, um, Houston, Texas and it's called We Are the Drakes or the Drakes. I don't remember they they changed somewhere in there. Yep. And their Instagram reels reflect their videos perfectly because their Instagram reels are clips from their wedding films. Yep. And stuff like that. So what I guess like what other signs do you look for for that? To so you're not hiring a Tolman Media crew or something like that. Yeah. Um so Landon I think wanted to say this, but definitely if it says cinematic anywhere, jump. I, I would agree with that. <laughs> videography, a lot of people hop on YouTube and they're look at they look up how to get cinematic film. And the first thing they do is they add crop bars. So it makes it look anamorphic. So it's like Hollywood. They shoot in 60 frames hey, per second. We've all done this, yeah. but we I mean... have done this, but that's not like who we are now Agreed. and not who we sell ourselves on. Um, you know, but like we've all been there in 60 frames per second, the shutter speed at like one six thousandth, and you know. And then slow motion to 50%. And like, yeah, it can look good and everything. And then like, oh, getting a free LUT from uh, Christian Mate Grabber. Like, F-stopper, something yeah, like that, exactly. Yeah, like getting these custom LUTs and not knowing anything about them. And like, you know, a LUT is just a tool that you have to work on top of. It's not just something you throw on and like, oh, that's done, you know. And um, so that's another big thing. Uh, what about you? I, I don't know. It's. It, I mean, I would definitely say like really – really create a relationship with that photographer videographer as soon as you can. Yeah. Because if you're a comp, like if you have a company and they're like, Oh, and they're very vague about what they say in these, like in their emails, in their meeting, all that stuff. And then you get to today and it's not them. Yep. It, it would be absolutely terrible. So definitely like finding, like, like I said, building that relationship and figuring out and looking at their actual full films because, yep. and, and make sure you have like a variety, not just one video because like we talked about with some of these like associate shooting companies like that, they um, have these one video where this one actual full-time professional who creates beautiful work and that's their marketing video. Yep. And then you get your video back and it's like orange and teal LUT and Ugh. it's, and you're like, what is going on here? Audio is terrible stuff like that. So yep. I would agree. That's, that's definitely one of my biggest things is really create a relationship with the couples. Cause that's what I want to do. Definitely. Like my bride and groom this last weekend, like, this is probably the closest I've been with a couple at the end of it. And it is the coolest experience. Like we text each other back and forth all the time. I know you guys have clients that are yeah. also like that. Lando got to go party and, after a wedding with the bride and the which groom. Which is so, so much fun. And I yeah. mean, 
we can get into that in a later episode about like actually being like responsible in like going to an after party and stuff like that. But creating that like relationship with your couples that are so close that by the end of it, it's, you're just a friend because both of us want that. And the couple also wants that too, because if you have that like relationship with them, the day goes so much smoother because then they truly trust you. Oh, for sure. And that goes into like another point of, you know, get on a call, do a zoom call, do honestly, whatever, but don't just like, you know, email back and forth and then you get a contract and you're like, Oh yeah, everything sounds good. Meet them, tell them your story. We will tell you ours. <laughs> See if the vibes match because it's, it's kind of a struggle in Montana because there's very minimal videographers that are decent. Um, so you kind of have to just kind of run with it, but you know, Landon and I have this connection with so many other videographers that if, you know, we meet somebody we're like, yeah, you know, I think you would probably fit, you know, Landon better than us. I'll send them to Landon in two seconds, you know, because I want them to make sure that like they're having the best day. And it doesn't even go on to like, oh, you know, this is how your wedding film's going to be. This is my quality and blah, blah, blah. You know, it goes into like a personal level, like Landon was saying, it makes the day so much better. And, you know, we've worked with photographers that are extremely awkward and then we're like kind of outgoing. You know, I would say Carson and I are like, introverted extroverts sorry that's a tongue twister um you know so like in a sense you know like we're outgoing but like we're also quiet at the same time and landon is a lot more outgoing and only on friday saturday Sunday. the rest of the week i'm just in a hole editing that's the same here (laughs) yeah i'm up to like 3 a.m every night editing it gets right um you know but back to like what i was saying is Hop on a call, meet them, you know, learn the personalities, do that kind of thing. And, you know, another deal is once you do book them, stay in contact because we've had, you know, couples that they won't message us until like a week before. Like we'll send out like a questionnaire, everything. And like, you know, they're still awesome people. Don't get me wrong. Um, But, you know, we want to build this like connection with you. And it might be, you know, with how busy we are doing 45 weddings a year. Um, it's hard for us to just like remember everybody on a personal level, but there are some that were like, man, I can't wait for their wedding because it just like hit, you know? So definitely try your best to, you know, connect with these vendors and, you know, understand who they are as people because who they are as people is who they are in business. Absolutely. Agreed. I couldn't agree more with you on that. Yeah. Some people like put this facade on and it's completely fake and you can read right through that. I don't care who you are, but you know, so just be very cautious and it sucks that we even have to talk about this whole, this whole like podcast episode, because you know, it sucks to see that people would take advantage of somebody on the best day of their life. And, you know, but Landon and I in here are they Landon and I are here to, you know, help out and, you know, help you inform you guys, teach you guys, like show you like we our biggest goal is to like, as much as we want this podcast to reflect for other photographers and videographers, we want couples to be watching this so that they can learn and go through their wedding day and be like, awesome. I got everything checked off. This is perfect. Yep. All of our vendors are amazing from across the board, from the person who does the boutonnieres and flowers to your almost your, some of your more important people, like your photographers, videographers, and DJs and stuff. So, because if, if they are like, we'll like, I can talk about it real quick is we had a DJ one time where he's shouting out like a concert that he's doing at the wedding. And it was the, and it was another one with Amber, but it was the most like disgusting thing. Like both of us are like looking at each other, like what in the heck is this guy doing? Like come to our concert, I'm DJing. And it's like, dude, this is a wedding. This is not the place for that. And 
like promoting your business. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. And a lot, a lot in the DJ market don't understand that because I feel like a lot of people see the really cool side, the fun side, yeah. and they just look at weddings like Tolman Media basically does as it's like, yeah. it's a money grab and no, they want to get out of there. I completely agree. And there are a lot of vendors out there that are strictly in it for the money. But, you know, like Lana and I, like I was saying earlier, it's like, this has been a passion of, of mine personally. Like I'm a diehard filmmaker. I have been since day one. And this is what I've always wanted to do. And this is a hobby turned into a full-time career. So, you know, like I'm super grateful, you know, yes, we make good money and that is a benefit. It helps us, you know, sustain the lifestyle we have and afford to go buy random lenses when we're burnt out. But, you know, long story short, you know, we're not in it for the money at all, you know, and that's like kind of how we want to structure our business too. Our secondary business is, you know, we're not going to charge an arm and a leg. We're going to, you know, no, it'll, it'll be a very fair market to where we can teach these filmmakers prior to going to a wedding so that when you get your video, you're like, this isn't a full-time filmmaker basically yeah, like that. Like, um, so we want to create that business so that couples are getting the best quality possible and all that stuff. So for sure, I would agree. You want to jump into some Reddit stories now? Let's, let's do it. Awesome. Let's do it. Okay, guys, let's get into some wedding horror stories. And I think this one is perfect for today's episode because it is specifically about a videographer and how they ruined a wedding day. Here we go. So it's pretty <laughs> lengthy, pretty long, but I think it's pretty good. So this is called videographer horror story. Please pay attention to reviews when you book your vendors, guys. Be super strict. One bad review among 100 is still evidence that the vendor could ruin your special day. When I first decided to book our videographer for my October 29th wedding, there was a one-star review from a client who said that he never showed up to their event. When we met him for the first time, he spoke for 10 minutes about how the person was a crazy liar. I'm sure that he will say the same thing about me to, my new, to his new clients if, when, I post a bad review. But I'm not lying and now believe the other reviewer was not lying either. Let's start with the fact that there's another woman's wedding footage in my wedding video. I specifically requested that our videographer amend our contract to exclude use of a drone slash drone footage. We got married at a historical church that does not allow drones on the premises. If you bring a drone, you, are, you assume full liability in case it hits a person or the church. I had to fight with him to amend the contract to exclude drones. He kept mentioning that his other clients appreciate drone footage and like his work as if I was personally insulting his artistic choices. I had a bad feeling then and wanted to cancel our contract and book with a trusted videography firm. My husband didn't want to lose our $400 deposit, so we stayed. That was Pennywise and found, and found foolish of us in the end. When I got the wedding video footage yesterday, sure enough, the video opens with drone footage from another wedding at the same church. It is clearly a different season in the footage, and the video contains footage of a party bus, which I did not have at my wedding. What kind of wedding videographer does this? Furthermore, he lied about numerous things in the contract. He stated verbally to me that we'd have a second shooter at our wedding and requested two seats be reserved for him and his second shooter. On the day of, only he showed up. I never even complained about that because I know his second shooter is his pregnant fiance. Turns out he will use pregnancy and newborn babies as an excuse for every deliverable he failed on during this project. He also delayed sending us examples of his previous work for literal months after we signed our contract. Enough time that when I got the samples, it was too late to find a new videographer. The contract, the contract states footage would be ready in two weeks. At almost six weeks, I contacted him I contacted him to see when I could expect the footage. He left me on red. Three days later, I followed up and mentioned that he was in breach of the contract. 
All I wanted was to know the date he'd have the footage ready by. He responded very nastily that his family takes first priority as if asking, as if me asking to receive a product I paid $1,500 for was a huge inconvenience to him. He then told me that the footage was already completed and sent me a Google Drive link. Part of his contract included a clause that I must provide an external drive to him for the video footage. We did so, and now he is in possession of my $75 hard drive and will not give it back unless I send him an additional $25. I plan to file a police report within the next week if I don't receive a USPS tracking number from him. When my husband called him, he spoke over him the entire time and told him that we should be grateful that he apparently went above and beyond for us by showing up on time and editing the footage. Sorry, buddy, that is what I paid you for. On the phone, he told me I was not being sympathetic to him because he has a baby and I would be a bad person to leave a bad review. I said, your baby has nothing to do with our contract. He also told me that he is on a 12-week paternity leave and that that is why the video was delayed. Firstly, he knew that his fiance was pregnant when he booked our wedding and promised us a two-week timeline. Secondly, as a freelance worker myself, Family leave doesn't apply to freelancers. And are you telling me that he expected me to wait three months for a product I was promised within two weeks? He continued to try to guilt and shame me by telling me I was being unreasonable and other customers were so much more accommodating than me. Then, after I lost my temper and yelled at him on the phone, he called my husband back and asked to speak to him in private. We were in the car at the time and I could not believe the nerve that he would try to pit my own husband against me and act like I am the unreasonable one. My name is on the contract. I am his client, not my husband. He then said, that was crazy, bro. I mean, she's completely insane. I can't believe the nerve of a business professional to think he can talk poorly about me to my husband right in front of me. I've never met a more condescending, rude, unprofessional weasel in my life. The wedding video was supposed to be 40 to 60 minutes. It's an hour and 44 minutes long. It is edited horribly with tons of jumps. There are no artistic shots of my husband and I like he promised there would be. And I did mention it has another person's wedding footage in it. I'm literally going to have to pay someone else to edit my video now. I am so upset over this whole thing. I am also scared to post a negative review online because I saw other negative reviews that he has threatened his clients before with getting them fired from their jobs if they don't take down their comments. I still haven't received the drive back either. Please be wary when picking your vendors, guys. My wedding video is completely ruined and I cannot get those memories back. Wow, that is a lot to unpack. <laughs> That's insane. That um, is, uh, th- yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to start off by saying I feel on both sides, I feel like kind of everybody's the asshole here. Yeah. I think, I think the bride is expecting a lot for a little bit of money. Yep. I think the videographer is being very unprofessional in the way that he's talking and all this stuff with them. Um, so I, give me your thoughts. And Yeah. No, like Landon said, there's a lot to pick from this one. You know, the first one with the drones, you know, like with our business, if somebody tells us that they don't want something, you know, we won't do it. Our artistic clause is for, you know, the shots of, you know, the bride and the groom and, you know, stuff like that. And we want our, our clients to trust us in like our vision. But, you know, using a drone and like forcing that upon them, that's pretty wild. Um, but no, I completely agree, you know, and like the bride has very unrealistic expectations for a budget of $1,500 in an industry of like, you know, we're at 3,500, you're like around, around the Mm $4,000 range, you know, and we're not even to the point of like, you know, the seven to $8,000 to $10,000 videographers, like the videos that you see that are top notch production are $10,000, you know, having, you know, $1,500 budget. I hate to say it, it shouldn't be this way, but 
you know we need to make a living it's, too it's so not gonna it's, get you very much. it's not yeah. it's mm-mm. your expectations especially if, if you're high. expecting for that price you're expecting a 45 minute yeah. video is absolutely insane yeah to me. no that's 100 percent insane well and then and the funny thing is is like in a lot of other industries like you get what you paid for is such a normal thing to say but like for some reason with wedding videography wedding photography you know you get what you pay for and that's pretty <laughs> normal but with wedding videography some people think they can just get away. You know, $1,500 is a lot of money. I'm not saying yes. it isn't. Yeah. But compared to others in this industry, like, you know, why is you get what you paid for, like, not applicable as well? well. Wedding photography and videography is a luxury. Yes. It's not, like, as much as we say, yes, you do need it, it is still a luxury. Yep. And you do get what you pay for. Because, like, across the board, like I said, I think everybody is an asshole here from that story. I think videographers and photographers and vendors we have a life also. We're not just photographers and videographers. We have families, we have lives and stuff. So they need to be understanding in a sense. I feel like, like I said, and I'm going to keep saying it is everybody in that story was an absolute asshole across the board because the way he's treating the client, the way that she's treating him back. Um, first off, a police report's not going to do anything in this industry. Just saying for that. Yeah. Um, Um, you know, and what I'm going to say has to piggyback on what Amber was talking about. And it's also something that like has humbled us this year is when we, you know, started booking for this year, we're like, Oh, you know, I'm a really fast editor. I can have you back your video in three weeks. And now after, you know, upgrading all of our equipment to give our clients better quality to do all of this stuff, that 21 days is just so unrealistic in an industry of like an average of six months on return time. And, you know, we've, you know, been transparent as much as possible with our with our clients. And they're like, you know, I don't want to rush you. I want to make sure, you know, because I could do it in 21 days, but it's not going to be what you want it to be. And, you know, like well, because every video is tailored to the um couple basically and yeah i mean the music flows with it the editing style the coloring every single thing is yes you're still going to get elevate media's style but it's going to be tailored to you as a couple yeah as perfect as possible so that like like that two-week timeline or whatever he said it was um is just absolutely ridiculous um i do want to go off on a little tangent real quick about that about the drone thing um there is a venue here in montana not going to say call them out but there is a venue here that you they don't allow you to have drones um there unless you pay for an extra like insurance fee of like a million dollars or something ridiculous like that just to have a drone even though we are part 107 certified pilots and all this stuff so if say like say the couple does want like drone footage in your video and they're like we would really love this but like the venue never told them that they had to have all this other extra stupid stuff legally as like part of the faa you can actually take off of the location and fly over because the venue doesn't own the airspace so if, like I said, if that is super important to you as a client, basically, let us know. Like, that is a very important thing to ask your venue, all this stuff. But if they're being absolutely ridiculous, there are loopholes. And sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. Oh, so. for sure. And I'm just going to piggyback on what I was saying earlier. Um, you know, on top of that turnaround time, we are people. We do have lives outside yeah. of like, work. Shit happens. You know, yeah. and like, like Carson and I, I feel like, you know, yes, we've had somewhat of a personal life but i see my family like once every four months you know we're constantly editing we're constantly doing this because we want our bride and grooms you know to have this you know perfection in a sense and we want to give them our best content 
and you know i stay up till 3 a.m like almost on a daily basis editing just we both do yeah yeah you know landon i can vouch for that he always is up later than i am and you know running off minimal sleep doing this and like doing that and don't take that as like i'm complaining i'm just saying like we're trying to be our best for you um you know but we're people too we need breaks like amber said burnout is a real thing sometimes we just have to put it away for you know even a couple days but usually like this summer you know we had a couple weddings in a row and like that kind of deal and you know i just had to take a break and and going off of that like kind of like how they're both in the wrong in this um i think that speaks volume especially to the deliverable time because he is in the wrong because he you know promised this really short deliverable time and you know knowing that he has a pregnant wife and you know all these things he has to commit to like dude like don't shoot yourself in the foot and say two weeks because we both know that's not going to happen especially for a 40 minute video or a, an hour an and 40 hour minute. and 40 yeah. minute video that he yeah. did yeah which is insane um plus it's but, something that like by the sounds of it she booked him like a couple months prior right in this industry always book over a year if possible right but <laughs> also like you know like you were saying stuff comes up stuff happens like you cannot you know even though it's in a contract and like yes you may be expecting this back in two weeks like at the same time I feel like as vendors you need to be a little bit understanding because like Will was saying we are all people you know stuff happens sometimes you know things come up we're not able to do this but with that being said he also could have been way more communicative because with all of our couples if we're a little bit you know behind and you know going to be late on a deadline we'll we're just going to be upfront and honest with them. Like, hey, we can get you your video in, you know, two weeks, but it's not going to look great. <laughs> you know, we can rush it if you want. Mm -hmm. But if you would rather us, you know, take the time, put our true efforts into this and really make it a video that you're absolutely going to love, that's what we're going to do. It's just going to take a little bit longer. So yeah. I think communication is key in this. And that's where this was lost in the story. Yeah. Because Agreed. and that's why it kind of like, you know, hit the fan the so. other thing that um you know i'm kind of wondering about is you know the title was how the videographer ruined my wedding day but she didn't go into any detail on the day you know like after the fact you know all of this stuff went down you know the day of obviously the drone deal but mm -hmm. in a sense the drone footage was from a different day and i'm not gonna lie that is part of the industry where you know some shots just don't turn out you know, drone shots, you know, it's really easy. We're constantly like doing one thing to another, throw the drone up for two seconds, you know, try to get all these shots, do all this stuff. Sometimes things don't turn out the way that they, they should. And with drone shots, a lot of times, you know, like if you shoot at the same venue a lot, you know, usually you can match it up and he did not. So mm -hmm. if I was well, him, I would not have even put that in there because it sounds like the quality, like well, it doesn't even really but add they any didn't value. Want drone footage was the thing is like they didn't want it in their video. Yeah, he still put it in there, which I think is just really odd. Like, why would you go against somebody's like wishes for their yeah. wedding video and do something extra? Like, I don't. Agreed. I also do in a sense. I mean, I'll play a little like devil's avocado. Is like I feel like she's nitpicking things at this point yeah. too, being like, oh well, now there is drone footage because if he would have went back say a week later and got still like just of the venue establishing shots all that stuff yeah. and it was in there i feel like it, it would have been, been fine and ever, maybe yeah. she still would have nitpicked it like yes what he did was completely wrong across the board of like mm -hmm. putting it like that'd be like us in montana being like doing one in december and then doing one in the summer and being like yeah. why is there three feet of snow and yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i wanted to look at some comments for this um 
And surprisingly, everyone is kind of supporting her, which I'm not saying that she's like completely in the wrong and we need to bash <laughs> this girl. But Agreed. I just don't think she's like the perfect little angel that she paints herself to be. You know, I, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, somebody did say their comment is, I'm sorry you had such a horrible experience. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but here are my two cents as a videographer. Firstly, anything that is stated in the contract is what he needs to deliver. If he didn't state a second shooter, then that was not a guarantee, even if he said it verbally. That's why it's really important to read over the contract. Again, two weeks to deliver 40 minutes is insanely fast. <laughs> An hour and 40 minutes, but yeah. Six weeks is fast. The normal timeline is one hour of editing per one minute of delivered video. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like this is way he sounds like he is way in over his head on this and doesn't really know what he's doing. I wish you the best and hope you can come to a good resolution. $1,500 for a 40-minute video is extremely cheap, meaning he's an amateur or just doesn't own the correct equipment or editing skills. And that is so true. I mean, that's like the whole, you know, our whole episode, you know, the topic is like, do your research. I don't care if this guy has 100 good reviews. Like the fact that she booked, like signed the contract before he could even send her a portfolio, mm -hmm. like that, was, I was like, girl, yeah. like- you need to look at those videos before you send some guy, you know, she only sent him more on a bucks, but like you need to look like do some research. Which is also an absolutely ridiculous retainer, especially here in Montana. It's like the industry standard is 50%. Yeah. Um, and I know some very high-end photographers who still don't do that and they should because yeah. we even have like on the other side of things, clients cancel on us, things happen yep. and stuff like that. And if we're booking that day out and it ends within like say you can't rebook it like six months out even sometimes yeah. no so. and that retainer is there for a reason um to protect us but also to guarantee that we're there for your day at our top you mm -hmm. know um funny things i'm sure everybody's seen it but that video that's like was rolling around tiktok and facebook of you know this is my wedding video for a thousand dollars my wedding video a good in-depth version of it he told me it was 4k um, there's not even 400 pixels on. He told me that he should have charged me $4,000 for this and that he thinks it's good work and the best quality he's ever done. He put in 30 hours of editing. So I just want to see if I'm crazy and what everybody else thinks. Um, it's on CDs. So my rehearsal dinner. It was about five hours and he only got, okay. And then we go jump to immediately my wedding. Watch. Casper the ghost, she's gone. Where'd she go? I mean, I'll zoom in and show you guys the quality. Here's a girl walking. This is the 4K quality. The DJ in the shot the whole time. There's my hubby in his four pixels. There's my hubby. This is the bride's entrance. And this is the music he decided to put on it for the bride's entrance. Look at the shakiness of the... What the fuck is that? What the BFFR? What the fuck? The audio doesn't match. And what we're saying has nothing to do with our mouse moving. I don't... He didn't even mic us. He told me it would be around $800 to $1,000 when I first booked him. And he said the only reason it would be $1,000 is if he mic'd us. And he didn't even mic us and ended up charging us $1,200. So, Edit it out. The bride. Me, Bridezilla.
fail. And it was still, it made the clip, it made the film, it made it, it made it. Why did our entrance into our reception? Did you get my attitude to my man? It's our wedding day. Don't show that. Like they're not even both lit up. first dance with the DJ. My photographer got the best shot of our first dance and it was so beautiful and it looked nothing like this. So this is our sparkler exit, and this is us like walking out from our sparklers. Okay. So we're walking out for our sparklers. We kiss. Oh wait, oh wait. And then my photographer's like, let's do it again so we can make sure we get the shot. He didn't even edit us doing it twice. He just kept the whole thing of us walking back. Watch me look at the camera. And he said that this is the best work he's done. He spent 30 hours editing this. Um, he put a lot of work into this. He's never had a complaint. And so he doesn't feel as if it's as bad as we say it is. But um I just want to know everyone else's opinions on this video, please, because he thinks it's amazing and I just need validation and that I'm not like, yeah, going horrible. crazy. It was like, yeah. I'll have to show it to you. Yeah, later. we'll link it you down below. It yeah. No. But go ahead. Yeah. You know, and it's just like all these shots. It, it honestly was not terrible for $1,000 because there is a. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've seen worse, <laughs> you know, but. There's so many moving parts in, in wedding videography and a lot of people think that they can just like pick it up and go. And, you know, this is a whole nother rabbit hole that we could jump down into. But, you know, it's just I've seen it before and <laughs> it sucks because, you know, obviously this bride didn't do her due diligence and it sucks because in a sense she shouldn't have to. But you have to. No, you have to because this is like the biggest day of your life. Like you want to spend the money where it is the most important. And the true fact is, is like flowers are going to wilt. Food is going to be eaten. The vendor is going to, or the venue is going to be cleaned up after the night. Your photos and your videos are the only thing that you're going to have. To like remember walking, your day. Yeah. Walking yep. away with it. And that is where you need to spend your money. Yeah. And so I just think that like this you know, like Will said, we can go into a rabbit hole about this, but I think this opens up like a brand new topic to us about like, you know, as a bride, like where you need to be spending your money, why you need to be spending it this way and the vendors you need to book because of it, because I'm sorry, you cannot pay $1,500 for a videographer and expect the world. Like I said, even though it is a lot of money and it sucks that, you know, we have to say, oh, you have to spend three grand, four grand 
you know, to expect this good quality. Yeah. It's like, that's just not the case. And that's just what it takes, you know? And I feel like even Carson and I are way too cheap for where we're at. Um, you know, at $3,500, because I think anything under $3,500 is a very high risk because very. a lot of people that are in that industry or like in that price range of, you know, a thousand or 500, you know, they're just kind of starting out doing their thing. There's not really a whole lot of consistency because when I was in that range, my, all my videos had the same, like, like style kind of like cuts, same music kind of whatever. Um, but you know, like the exposure was way overexposed mm -hmm. under i just didn't know a whole lot about color with people because i came from a whole different you know industry and stuff and you know it's like it's just a huge lesson to learn is you know unfortunately it's very expensive but like landon says you know videography is is a luxury photography is obviously kind of like a norm in the industry videography is still, still fairly is new. a luxury though too you know oh, and, and it is it is for sure and you know like with wedding videography it's only been around since 2016 so it's still you know very high luxury but um if you want good quality you have to you have to pay for it so. and a lot of us videographers too like we offer payment plans we offer things yep. to help out to make it easier on the wallet is yep. what i always tell people yep. because it is very expensive and we are very flexible and working around to make it work for your for you as the couple basically yep. too. So yep. no, for sure. I think that's a great one. Yeah. Um, Let's jump into your story, Landon, because we were owed this story and, you know. I would agree. I have been yeah. talking about it for a while. Yes. I know. I keep like, I like the little <laughs> bit of cliffhanger. It keeps you guys watching, right? Yeah. Um, No. So yeah, I'll jump into it. So about a year ago, yeah, it had to have been over a year ago at this point. Yeah. Um, I was associate shooting for Amber actually. And there was this couple that she decided, I, and like I said, all love for Amber. There's no hate at all, but she booked a budget wedding in a sense, like gave them a huge discount for some reason. It was here in Montana at Chico Hot Springs. And everything for that morning was going great. Like everything across the board. It was just a beautiful day. I was with the bride all day there. I had a second shooter who was with the groom all day and it sounded like everything was going fine. The only little hiccup was is her little kid was being a little kid and like hit somebody or whatever and pretty hard actually. But um, <laughs> we <laughs> did you get on video? Was, I was photo actually. Oh, so nice. this was a photo wedding. Child that free I did. weddings for the win. <laughs> I would agree with that statement too. I I get that, but um, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so everything was great. We go to the ceremony and they get married up on um what's that hill called up there at the top there of Chico Hot Springs? I can't remember the oh Field name. of Dreams. Oh, Field of right, Dreams. Yep. 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 Um, and everything was going so great. They got married. They said, I do immediately after the ceremony, they decided to sign their marriage license. So it's official at this point. Okay. And we end up getting to that. We go like, okay, Hey, let's go do family photos and, um, like bride and groom portraits and all that. Cause they didn't do a first look, all of that stuff. And like I said, everything across the board, it was, it was this wedding. There was pre-planning involved. There was, um, like a ton of communication back and forth, all this stuff. And the couple, the groom. So I guess I'll go back, I'll backtrack a little bit. So we're doing the couple's portraits and everything. And it, I guess like the groom decided he wanted to wear a like grease stained baseball hat and wanted a beer in his hand for all the photos. The bride asks, Hey, can you like, I don't remember the husband's name. We'll call him Tim. Um, Tim, Hey, can you set down the, like your beer and take off your hat? He's getting pretty pissed that I ask him, Hey, is there anything like, I'm a very nice person at weddings, very outgoing. Oh, like 100%. nobody has any problem. I've never had a problem before. 
And he looks at me and he has a problem with me. He decides to grab his beer, throw it at the bride when I ask him that, basically. Because I think she might have reiterated the question like, hey, can you please do this for me? He gets just out of nowhere, blows up, grabs his beer, throws it at the bride, splashes her in her dress, soaks her, grabs his hat, throws it at somebody else. I don't remember. And his groomsmen were physically holding him back from me, from like fighting me. He's like, um, I'll give you the little bit more PG version, but he's like, I'm going to F and kill you. I will go back to jail. I don't give up. Like it was ridiculous across the board. And we're just standing like all of us, like, <laughs> what do we do? Like, I wish like one thing I want to tangent off that if you're a photographer, or videographer, something like that happens, always shoot through it. So you have proof for your safety, for all that stuff. Yep. You have like an awesome camera with you. So take pictures of it, videos, whatever you're doing, um, which we didn't because we were so like caught off guard and shocked. Yeah. In this sense. Um, it's like nonchalant. But it was just like click record. And like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or do and run away. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but it was just so, it was just one of the most ridiculous things that has ever happened at a wedding. Um, we found out later in the evening, the groom was doing cocaine, was snorting coke. And he was <laughs> drunk off his ass. And it was like, we only found this out because one of his groomsmen who finally kind of got him to calm down and everything like told us like, okay, he's just, he's on drugs. He's on that, which another side note, like Amber talked about last week, voids our contract completely. Yeah. I was in such a hard place because it was an associate shooting wedding. Yeah. So for all of you like videographers, photographers out there, if you're shooting associate shooting for somebody and that happens, leave. There is no reason for you to stay because that contract at that point is completely gone because all of our contracts have that like safety clause. If yeah. we feel threatened, sexually harassed, anything like that, every right to leave. But because I was just starting out and was kind of new, but like I was pretty experienced. I probably had 20 or 30 under my belt at that point with second nice. shooting. And it was just one of those like, like WTF moments. Basically yeah. it was absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, for her sake, I'm so glad they got divorced. Like three months after the wedding. Okay. Um, yep. And she's she dating dodged, a great guy now, it looks like. So she, she dodged a bullet. Very, yeah. well, she dodged right. more than a bullet. The funniest thing is, uh, while this was all happening, Will and I were with Amber um, in a field with alpacas. Long, in a field with alpacas. That's yeah. right. Just And I'm calling Amber day. literally on the phone like, what in the hell do I do? It was she was like asking her. She was telling us the story <laughs> of like how her other photographer was like going through all this stuff, and we're like, "Oh dang, that's crazy!" Like didn't really think anything of it. And then when we we meet Landon, he's like, "Screw you, dude! You're without packets, <laughs> and I'm getting screamed at." Their by wedding, a druggie. like their wedding, was beautiful. One of the like prettiest weddings I've seen in a while. Like alpacas, it was so much fun. And I'm dealing with rain. I'm dealing with this groom. Um, all this stuff. And like I said, I, I ended up shooting through this whole entire day still. And this guy was just an absolute, just D bag basically. And it was, it was just ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't regret it because I love it for the story. And so that all of you guys can hear it and stuff, but it was just one of those like moments where you're just like, do I want to do weddings? Yeah. I guess. No. But, and like, you can also look at it as like a learning aspect. Very of, much so. You know, you learned how to protect yourself in a situation like mm -hmm. that and what to do if it happens, because a lot of people, they don't learn until something already happens. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think, and it's great. And that's exactly thing, why I share it too, because yeah. that is a great way to show these other videographers, photographers and tell them like, this happens to you leave. doesn't matter. Like yeah. your wedding, your safety is so much more important than oh, like, for sure their video or photos like that like yep. that is number one take, so it was take me to court if you're doing drugs and freaking screaming at me and throwing absolutely yeah like admit you're nope. doing something illegal clearly yeah yeah so it was no nope. 
it was just, it was ridiculous. And it's like I said, I don't regret it because it's a great story to tell. And I love telling it because people are like people who've been in the industry for like 30 years have been like, I've never had anything close to that happen. And Landon in his first year decides to get that. Like, and it was, I mean, Amber felt so bad about it. And then she's like, I cannot believe that. And I mean, I have other great stories. I don't know like what it is sometimes like things happen at weddings all the time, but Landon is like, (laughs) I don't know if he's cursed or not, but like he has all these hilarious stories. Well, like not hilarious in the moment. And like Carson and I have just like had the best experience ever. Like it's all been like roses and love and Landon's out here like getting (laughs) shot at practically. And the, (laughs) the funniest thing about this is most of these couples have, besides the one I just talked about, have no clue any of this happens. Yep. And then we tell them about it after the wedding and they're like, what happened? Yeah. And it was absolutely ridiculous. So yep. awesome. I think that was a great episode talking about just like everything, like no, how to sure. hire your videographer, what to ask them, all the questions and tips and tricks. So yeah. check out our episodes. We're going to have great other episodes and that. Do you have anything coming up? Will you want to shout out anything like that? Mm. I guess we're doing we our have, class coming up. We have a giveaway posted right now oh yeah with, with tawny yep with yep. a great photographer um local to the bozeman area so if anybody's watching from bozeman and wants a free adventure shoot with video photo and your hair and makeup done be sure to enter it you can find it either on tawny's instagram tawny brie photo or on our instagram elevate media mt unfortunately it will already be oh that's true that's true so stay on the lookout because i'm sure you know tawny's awesome and i'm sure that we will have another one in the future so keep on the lookout yeah we'll have that we're gonna have classes coming up exactly like we're gonna be teaching you guys here next summer or whenever we can find time basically we're gonna get that all planned out of doing videography classes getting our associates like business our awesome associate business Mm -hmm. um like up and running and all that stuff so yeah awesome i think that was a great episode will and we'll see you guys next time that was great see ya see ya